Welcome to Sound Practice, the business podcast for physicians and healthcare leaders, hosted by Cheryl Toth and Mike Sakopoulos, and produced by the American Association for Physician Leadership. Mike, have you ever had a mentor at some point in your career? I sure have. I was very lucky to have a mentor. Tell me about that experience. How did how did that go? Uh, it was it was really fabulous. I consider it one of the lucky events of my life. Um, Lawrence Jagan, he was the a tax professor and the most feared uh, guy at the law school when I was going through. And once I was out of law school, we actually became really close friends and he helped me in immeasurable ways, both professionally and personally. You know, I would say my experience has been similar. I had one, I've had a couple of great mentors in my life, but one in particular now is a 30 year relationship. And I know I wouldn't be where I am now without having been guided by her, not just professionally, but personally as well. Um, and it turned into a lifelong friendship. I've been very blessed to have her in my life um, as well as others. Mentoring is a good thing. It, it, absolutely. And I think it usually starts out with the idea that the benefit will be of um, a specific knowledge applicable to your, your profession, but it, it almost always turns out to be far broader and, and more useful into all aspects of your life, or at least that's what I found. Agreed. I, I can remember it wasn't just specific things about uh, consulting, which was the particular career at that time, but also, oh, how to give a better presentation, how to mm. behave in certain social environments, how right. to uh, lead a debriefing with doctors and, you know, the culture of healthcare. So it was really good. And so our guests today are going to talk about um, advantages, value, you know, benefits of mentoring like like we've had, as mm -hmm. well as a lot of other things. We have um, Dr. Michael Layler, who has years of experience as both a mentor and a mentee, and AAPL's mentorship program coordinator, Jill Copen. They've both joined us for today's episode, and I had a nice conversation with them. You did. We're, we're fortunate to have them. Your interview uh, w with these two people, you really dig into the benefits of of mentoring and how it's different from coaching the mm -hmm. values of what is often a very long-term uh, relationship, um, like the type that you and I have had with our mentors. Indeed. But uh, before we get to that, Mike, my conversation with uh, Dr. Layler and Jill, I've got word of the show today. Excellent. All right, Tothi, lay it on me. Okay. Well, today's word of the show is effervescent, vivacious, mm -hmm. merry, lively, sparkling. I actually like and use this word in a variety of different ways. I just, uh, I've always loved it because it sounds so celebratory <laughs> and yeah. it reminds me of drinking a nice cremant or cava or, you know, other sparkling wine beverage. It is, it is really a happy word, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, so thanks for, thanks for choosing something so upbeat. We all need a little bit more happiness in our, our days. And, we do. Um, so let's, uh, we're going to move forward with your uh, effervescent interview of, nice. uh, of uh, Dr. Michael Laylor and Jill Copen. I'm here in the virtual studio today with Dr. Michael Laylor and Jill Copen, and we are talking about mentoring. And uh, I'd like to welcome both of you, Dr. Laylor and Jill, to Sound Practice Podcast for that conversation. Welcome. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, well, we uh, we had a nice conversation before we kicked things off and, and started recording, so I know that this is going to be a, a great discussion today. Um, let me first introduce you to the folks, and Dr. Layla, I'll start with you. Um, you are a an MD, MBA, and um, member of AAPL, longtime member. You're the Chief Medical Officer of Trellis Supportive Care in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and an Assistant Professor of Medicine at Wake Forest University. Dr. Laylor earned his medical degree from the University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey and his MBA with an emphasis in healthcare management from West Texas A&M University. And Dr. Laylor, I know you've got an extensive background in hospice and palliative care, and you've lectured widely on regulatory topics that are affecting physicians. And in addition to all of the things that you do, um, you serve on the board of directors for the Association of Home and Hospice Care of North Carolina, and you're a fellow of the American Academy of Hospice and Palliative Care. And so I'm so glad that you took the time to join us. You um, have been uh, participating in the physician mentoring program that AAPL offers already, yes? Can you tell us a little bit about that? That's correct. I've, I've been a participant in the mentorship program for years now. I think it's probably going on close to four years. And I originally um, became involved um, as a mentee myself and now have um, also assumed the role as a mentor for other people in the program. It has been an absolute fantastic experience for me. And, and I have to say, I think one of the most invaluable offerings that the AAPL has for its members. Great, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about the details of how of your experience as a mentee and a mentor. And before we get to that, let me just also introduce Jill Copen, who is the Career Services Coordinator at the AAPL and the Mentorship Program Coordinator for AAPL. Jill, um, why don't you tell the audience just a little bit about your role? Um, sure. So, um, like Dr. Layler said, AAPL has been um, unofficially mentoring or offering a mentorship program um, as um, requests have come up for years. But uh, just over the past few months, we've decided to launch a um, real extensive program, um, putting a call out for both mentees and mentors. And we're uh, you know, trying to make a big push of this, understanding that the relationship is invaluable mm -hmm. um, for both parties, really, and that um, it's um, a great member benefit that we wanted to offer um, more to um, all of our members. Great. And we'll talk more about how people can get involved in the logistics Absolutely. of that as well today, which will be good. So, um, well, let's kick things off and start by describing what mentoring is and uh, the experience of, of being a mentor. And I thought we would kick that to you, Dr. Layler. Just, I'm curious if you'll just kind of lay it out. You mentioned you've, you've had a mentor, you've been a mentor. Just tell us a little bit about what mentoring is and, and why it's valuable and your experience with it. Yeah, I, I think mentorship is really important because at the end of the day, it focuses on the development needs of an individual. So, if you think about it from the perspective of, you know, who kind of drives an agenda, it's the mentee, you know, it's things that they're actively seeking help for. Mm -hmm. So I can share my experience when I first approached the AAPL, it was in regards to, I had leadership skills that I was looking to develop and I wanted to speak to other people 
that have gone through it. And I think that last part is really a hallmark of what mentorship is, that it's, it's based on a relationship that has shared or common experience. So at the end of the day, I was looking for other people that have gone through similar things and have had other similar development needs and wanted to hear about what their experience was and how does it relate to me. Mm-hmm. I think that differs a little bit. You know, frequently there's a comparison to coaching and is mentorship the same as coaching and what's the difference between the two of them. And I think coaching tends to be more performance driven um, as opposed to just development driven. And, you know, a person who's a coach, there may not be that shared experience at all. They're kind of hired for um, an expertise as opposed to a shared experience. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, the coach, as you say, they may not have the shared experience. So with the mentoring, my understanding, and, and actually my experience with mentors too, is that they're kind of, I've been guided on based on my mentor's experience in something. They kind of provide, hey, well, this is how I did it. Or, and to me, I think the coaching is different because they're not guiding from personal experience, but rather getting the, the person to, uh, to kind of come up with solutions based on you know, some sort of guidance. Jill, you had some definitions, I think, of the two of them, and I know how, how AAPL thinks about it. Could Absolutely. And really, Dr. Layla hit on a lot of them. Um, you know, mentorship is relationship oriented, where coaching is uh, task oriented. Mm. Um, mentorship is generally long term. Coaching is short term. Uh, mentorship, again, Dr. Layla mentioned this, is development driven, while coaching is performance driven. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the big ones is that mentorship is free. And coaching is a paid service. Oh, got it. Yeah, I guess that's true because I've had both as well. And I paid for the coaching and the mentor was somebody who might, who maybe I worked with or was a colleague. Dr. Layler, what have you seen as kind of the history of mentoring for physicians? I mean, does this come from in the clinical, on the clinical side of things, when physicians are being trained, do they get mentors there as well as in business? What have you seen? Yeah, I think that's exactly correct. I mean, if you look at the way physicians are educated in general, you know, particularly in the clinical years, it can be said that's all mentorship. You know, you're, you're kind of practicing under a more senior physician that has those experiences and they're looking to target your own development. I think the more recent changes in the term of mentorship for physicians is around things other than just the medical practice, leadership, communication career advancement, and taking that same process of how doctors frequently learn and using it for those other skills, you know, their own personal development, as opposed to a specific skill development of the the practice of medicine. Well, and so when you've been approached, let's talk about you as you've mentored other physicians now and as part of this program, as well as before, you mentioned communication, leadership, what are some of the ways that you've uh, guided your mentees? Um, any particular stories you might share? Yeah, I think a lot of it, again, targeted just at the development of the individual, frequently falls into what I would just categorize as like kind of career development. You know, hey, I'm a ground level, frontline practicing physician. 
but I'm considering a transition into administration. How do you come to that decision? You know, someone that kind of does full-time admin myself, you know, what were the hurdles that you had? Hey, I'm having this problem. You know, sometimes it's been um, just career development inside of the field of hospice and palliative medicine, Mm -hmm. but other times it's been more big picture career of um, where do I want to go from here? And then, you know, your, your follow-up question of the results, I, I think there's been some fantastic experience. I've seen individuals really grow. I've seen people receive, you know, pretty significant promotions that would be called um, because that's the direction they wanted to take it. It's, there's been some fantastic outcomes. Do you find uh, both of this kind of for both of you, because we both interact with the physicians in this program, do you find it's typically young physicians requesting mentoring? Is it mid-career? Is it, you know, part of practice transition? Is it all the above? Where, where does it typically fall? Um, I could tell you from the AAPL standpoint and from the program, um, since, since we've launched it, we have, um, we're up to about 80 mentees now and they're resident to early career to mid-career. And some have MBAs and have already gone through the CPE program here at AAPL and are just looking for something additional or, or still looking for something particular that they believe that one of our mentors can assist them with. So pretty much all, you know, on the mentee side, it's from resident to mid-career. Mm-hmm. And on the mentor side, it's uh, mid-career to late-career. Dr. Layla, what characteristics do you think make for a good mentor? Those uh, those listeners who are thinking about, you know, they'd like to be involved by being a men- by mentoring other physicians. Thanks for asking. It's a great question. I, I think the the biggest driver to success in this is recognizing that your role as a mentor is for the development of another individual. That it's not you, and it's not just an opportunity to espouse your knowledge or show off how much you know or tell the stories of your glory days, that you're really there to help another individual with their problems by sometimes sharing what you yourself have gone through, but at other times helping them look at a problem or a question in a way that they may not have been able to do themselves. And that's where the shared experience component of it comes in. But um, much like leadership in general, it's really not about you. Mm-hmm. You have to approach, you know, to be a successful mentor, in my opinion, you have to take the approach of it's about a service to others rather than a benefit or a glory to yourself. And, um, Cheryl, if I might add along yeah. to that, again, um, one of the questions we ask the mentees in our enrollment form is what they're looking for in a mentor. And a lot of the responses that I'm finding are um, somebody that um, will listen, not judge, mm-hmm. you know, have patience. So it sort of goes along with all the things that Dr. Leda was saying. It's not about the mentor and the mentees want to make sure that the person that they're matched with is going to be able to share their experiences, share their failures and successes openly and honestly, and, you know, without judgment and without telling them, you know, this is how you should do it. If you were, uh, if you were to advise those 
applying, you know, for the mentee portion of things, what, what should they come into the relationship with? So let's say they've been matched. Dr. Layla, I guess this is for you because what do you find when you first start working with somebody makes a successful relationship between the mentor and mentee from the mentee's perspective? Thank you for asking. You know, I believe that the person has to have some idea of what they're hoping to gain from the relationship, um, have some understanding that the agenda per se should be driven a little bit by their needs Mm -hmm. and their questions, but then also really be open to the feedback that the mentor is providing. Um, You know, sometimes unsuccessful relationships can end up being based upon a lack of openness to another's opinion or some preconceived notions that someone is not willing to to change and you know really hard established um, ego that is not willing to look at things from another direction the people that have an idea of where they want to go with the development process tend to do very, very well with it. Well, and it sounds like they've got to have a little clarity about where they want to go because it, this, it is a pretty unstructured conversation, isn't it? I mean, there's no, you mentioned it, the agenda, but it's more that two people put that together. I would imagine there's not a particular curriculum, I guess, if, if you will. I think that's exactly correct, that it is much more open and almost organic, as opposed to coaching, which may have the equivalent of assignments or development mm-hmm. tasks, that because this is an open, organic process, um, it, it takes on a life of its own. And it actually may change over time, which is something that's great about it. You know, although you may go into it originally hoping for some stuff about leadership or another difficulty you're having with a coworker, it then may transition over the next six, eight, 12 months into overall career development or whether or not pursuing a CP is correct for me. Mm-hmm. Other next steps. Great. All good points, Dr. Layler. We're talking about mentoring and in particular, the AAPL's mentoring program with Dr. Michael Layler and Jill Copen. And so we've heard about how mentoring works and what kinds of topics are covered and just a little bit about the value of it. Jill, why don't we move toward what AAPL offers and uh, how the program works? If people are intrigued and interested, how would they access it at the AAPL? Where do they start? One way you can access it is just by going onto our website at physicianleaders.org. And if you were to go under the membership tab, you can see the mentorship program and it gives a high overview of the program and it also allows you to enroll at that particular time. Also, if you're a current member of ours, you can enroll uh, by going onto the dashboard. We've set up a tile there and you can just simply click enroll and it'll lead you to either enrolling as a mentee or a mentor and then it will follow along with the um, actual enrollment form right there online. So they enroll online, and then is there a cost for this? Um, No, it's free for members of AAPL. Oh, that's great. So it is a member benefit. And um, I'm curious about when, I'm sure that on your application, they tell you a little bit about themselves. What are you finding 
physicians are requesting when they when they're requesting mentoring services what are the reasons you're are you seeing any trends we talked about leadership and communication anything in particular that physicians are asking for mentoring about well, like I mentioned earlier, so I have about 80 mentees at this particular time, or 80 uh, requests coming in as mentees, and um, it's really all over the board. Uh, the obvious one um, that we get is everybody wants to have an advisor help them proceed in their career development. Okay. Uh, what are my next steps? How do I get there? But that's, that's the overall thing that everybody puts down in their enrollment form as part of the goals of the program. Other things that they ask for can, some are very specific, some are very broad. Some just say, I just need somebody with leadership experience to help me develop my own career and help me you know, go down the right path. Others are like, I would like somebody that lives in this state and has hospital experience mm-hmm. or is a CMO or has been a CMO. Um, uh, somebody that has population health experience, somebody in academia, somebody um, that a, a woman in a leadership role who understands the difficulties that they might face. So sometimes they get very specific about exactly. what they're looking for. Dr. Layler, what's, what's one of the more unusual things, requests you've had once you are in your men- mentoring relationship um, that you've heard people ask you input about or guidance? Fortunately, I haven't had too many things out of left field. Um, (laughs) A lot of the ones that get a little more specific and then sometimes into the unique or unusual, in my experience, have revolved around the actual acquisition of a specific position. Um, You know, can you get me that job? And... um, you know, that's not the role of a mentor. It's not the purpose of mentorship as a whole, although there may be exposure and networking, things along those lines. Um, so sometimes some very specific, unique requests about individual positions or areas. So you, you could say that they're asking kind of to be groomed for a particular role or area um, sometimes. And I wonder, I was thinking about the fact that as a CMO of Trellis Supportive Care. Do you have? Do you find that you have that in your own job? Or do you have some mentees that you have at work um, that you know you're helping sort of guide them along the organization? Oh, one hundred percent. You know, I think there's uh, a lot of times in a position of senior leadership in an organization, um, particularly if you're working with other. Um, reports that are younger, you know, I think there should be a development of a mentorship component of your leadership. So I definitely think part of my leadership style heavily revolves around mentoring others. Mm -hmm. And I do that for my employees. That's Mm -hmm. been great. I've seen some great progress in them. There's been great promotion of them both internally and you know when it happens I celebrate it externally you know how can I think anyone should be happy when someone that worked with them moves on to great things because of your influence so there has been great development I believe well and and as you are offering those kinds of you know just sort of in your everyday work and also through AAPL how many mentees can a mentor uh, you know, capably handle on an ongoing basis? I mean, is this something that you're 
at working with two or three? Are you working with five or six? How does that work for you? And then let's ask Jill how many uh, in, happen in the matching program. Yeah, I think that there is some natural cap to that number. There might be some variance between individuals and what their day-to-day -day role looks like and what their, you know, out-of-work life looks like um, in regards to how much time they can dedicate to something like this. Myself, I think that number probably hovers two to three-ish, okay. um, particularly if it's on a more formal assignment. I, I do think it, you know, to myself, seems like it would be difficult to do it much higher than that. You know, five, six people, I think, would be a burden to the mentor, okay. um, but somewhere around two to three. Well, and Jill, what's your experience with the AAPL program? I mean, how does it typically work in terms of the mentors there? Should one of our listeners be interested in becoming a mentor in the program? Um, so, so right now, we're just, uh, we're capping it at one. You know, it's a one-to-one -one relationship. Okay. You know, our, our viewpoint is that maybe down the road, depending upon how mentees stack up versus mentors, we might, you know, we might be able to move to a two-to-one, the mentors take on um, two mentees type of thing, but we wouldn't go much past that. And we might also put it out there where we'll ask the mentor on the enrollment form or, you know, at the time of the enrollment, what their capacity is, what their desire is. Mm -hmm. But right now, as we're still developing it and as it's still early on in the program, we're doing a one-to-one -one match. Well, and yeah. as you and where you're at in the program today, how long? So let's say somebody contacted you and says, you know, I'd like a, like to have a mentor. How long does the program go on? Is it uh, formally a particular period of time, and then folks can continue to their relationship, or is there a is it open ended? Thanks, Charlotte. That's a great question. We're calling the engagement for the AAPL mentorship program to last one year. And with that, our responsibility, AAPL's responsibility, is that we'll check in with you quarterly. Informal, you know, we'll send out an email asking, you know, the mentee and the mentor, hey, how's this going? Are you guys communicating? Is everything okay? Just to check in once a quarter, and then we'll take it from there. At the end of that one-year engagement, we'll offer up just a sort of survey so that they can evaluate our program, give us any, any insight as to what we might do differently or what, what we could do better. And then from there, we're hoping that their relationship continues afterwards, but AAPL will step back and not check in. Uh, but uh, that's so they could continue. Hoping. They could continue if it worked, yes. Absolutely. And we're, and we're hoping that they do. And, and, you know, from what we understand is that it does a lot of times last a lot longer than one year. Yeah. I would imagine, Dr. Layler, you've got some of these mentoring relationships that have gone on for, for years. Correct. And, and I can say that I'm incredibly fortunate. Um, I've gained so much from my relationship with, you know, actual formal mentors that those relationships and you know, I, I hesitate to even call it an engagement because it truly is a relationship, continue to this day for a period of years. So we've talked about how you can apply for the mentorship program on the physicianleaders.org, and you can go to, where was it, Jill, again? It was, uh, it was under the membership tab. Under the membership tab. We know, okay. There's no cost if you're a member. Uh, it's one year sort of formalized and with quarterly check-ins, and then it could go on after that. Anything else, Jill, that people need to know if they're looking to become either a mentor or a mentee? 
for right now, no, we, we're supporting anyone on either side of the fence that they want to come in, and we'd um, love to grow the, to continue to grow the program. You know, we like to view ourselves as members, partners for life. This way, we can assist them at any stage of their career, and this really comes through in our mentorship program because we are dealing with physicians at all different stages of their careers that are either asking to give back or wanting to give back or those that are asking for assistance in how they progress in their career. Well, and Dr. Laylor, any, any final advice you have for folks out there interested in mentoring um, and, and what the experience can bring to them? Yeah, I can say, you know, wholeheartedly, if there's any thought of, I want to be either a mentee or a mentor, I highly encourage trying to get involved in either role. The benefits to both sides are immense. So I think we covered some of the benefits to the mentee in our discussion today, but I can tell you there's equal benefits to myself serving as a mentor. I get exposed to things that I may not have thought of on my own. I get a different perspective of of what industry or what others are experiencing that really opens my eyes. I think you know, there's something to be said that most people who go on to be physicians love learning. And there's a dedicated, lifelong pursuit of learning. And that this is another form of that. I learn as much from my conversations where I'm, you know, the person who's helping another as I, I think the person who's receiving the information themselves gets. It has been um, incredibly engaging for me. It has, you know, really exposed the value of the organization to me. It has been wholeheartedly a a welcome and enjoyable experience, truly rewarding. Well, with that, I think that is a great place to end. Can't, Can't thank you both enough for spending some time talking about this program and the great benefits. And Dr. Layla, you really laid it out there in the end for, for everyone involved. So thank you for your time, Dr. Layla and Jill. And thanks for uh, sharing your wisdom on sound practice. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It's been a pleasure. It's same here, Cheryl. Thank you very much. Tothi, this episode covered such an important topic for physicians who are looking for ways to improve their leadership skills, and really, as well as their, their life skills. Dr. Layla had many useful ideas to share about his experience as both a mentor and as a mentee. He did. And I do hope listeners will consider contacting Jill Copen for more information about the mentoring program that AAPL has, because if you, uh, if listeners were inspired about being a mentor or uh, finding a mentor, the AAPL has uh, both opportunities. So contact Jill. And oh, by the way, we're putting the link to the page on the website as well as some additional information about the mentoring program in the show notes. That is a great idea and a good resource for people, uh, Tothi. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that brings this episode of Sound Practice to, to an end. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please tell your colleagues and subscribe to the podcast so you get new episodes automatically. Yes, and if you enjoyed listening, please write us a review. We know you're busy, but your reviews really help other people find sound practice. Uh, So we really appreciate you giving us a star rating. Or if you're inspired, a short review, one sentence, two sentences from within your podcast app. If you didn't care for today's podcast, 
no need to submit a review. You can go (laughs) directly to uh, give us some feedback. uh, And the way you do that is via email. That address is feedback at soundpracticepodcast.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. We hope you'll check out the next episode of Sound Practice. And don't forget, we release one every other Wednesday. You've been listening to Sound Practice, the business podcast for physicians and healthcare leaders. Check out the show notes for this episode at soundpracticepodcast.com. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear them. Email us at info at soundpracticepodcast.com. Subscribe to Sound Practice wherever you listen to podcasts so you can automatically receive our episodes. And please rate us and comment on the podcast in iTunes and Google Play. Sound Practice is presented and produced by the team at American Association for Physician Leadership. We are the world's premier organization for all aspects of physician leadership in every sector of healthcare. Learn more at physicianleaders.org. Man and Robin. Rick will